Hello, everybody, and welcome to Release the Adventure, a podcast all about getting outside and living your best life, trying to provide you your inspiration to go out and try new adventures. Hello and welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's going to be another solo ride episode with just me, your host, Sean. Brad and I were not able to link up again today. Unfortunately, life happens. Stuff happens. I'm going to blame hashtag coronavirus, but it is what it is. Just you and me and the floorboards staring into each other's eyes, looking deeply, looking so nice today in your turtleneck sweater, wearing it all the time. Anyways... Today, guys, I want to talk to you about why I got into mountain biking. Boy, mountain biking. I freaking love mountain biking. It is it is just such a wonderful process. It's such a wonderful sport. It's just one of the best activities that have changed my life for the positive. And I really hope that I can continue doing it as long as my body allows me to keep doing it. So I want to get into some story time today about why I got into it and how it helps me in my everyday journey. So we're going to have to go into the way back machine about three, four years ago now, I would say, in the process leading up to why I got into mountain biking. So this is not to be melodramatic or looking for pity or anything, but the story is going to be a little bit on the sad side. So I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm not trying to come off that sort of way where it's looking for pity or anything. But anyways, so about three, four years ago, actually four years ago, much like Will Smith, my life had been turned upside down, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air style. And things were hard at that moment. I was 21 years old at that time. Didn't really know what the heck I was doing for many, many reasons. And then one of the worst things that could have possibly happened to me in my life happened. I got some really terrible news. Really, really terrible news. My mother had been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. She was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And the doctors also said that most of her lymph nodes in her body were already infected with the cancer. Like I said, I was only 21 years old at that time. Still a very formative time in my life. I'm only 25 now, soon to be 26, here in a few months. And the thought of losing my mother was absolutely heart-aching, heart-wrenching. It was the worst possible news anyone could have possibly given to me. Especially at such a late stage, stage 4, colon cancer, the odds of survival are extremely low. In addition to that, I was also having other family troubles at that time. One of my other family members, who we will rename as Susie, for anonymous reasons. But Susie was getting herself into a lot of trouble. Susie is one of my aunts. And so, Susie had three kids, and my grandmother 
was also living with Susie at the time because my grandma retired early and she didn't have a nest egg saved up. So she was kind of reliant upon my aunt to provide a home over her head and my grandma would do her part by paying groceries and rent with her social security check. Like I said, Susie started getting into a lot of trouble. Susie started getting mixed in with the wrong people. Susie started selling drugs. Not just light stuff, like marijuana, weed. You know, that could be forgiven in my heart. No, but she started getting involved with serious drugs. And to our family's knowledge, she was getting involved with meth and cocaine and possibly heroin. This is all the while she had three kids, one of which was a preteen, one of which was about seven years old, and one was about three years old. You can obviously understand how terrible this is for the entire family at this time. The kids were growing up in an extremely hostile and toxic environment. My grandma was getting pushed to crazy means to try to protect the kids, something that she was not prepared for the task. She tried her best, though. Susie eventually started to become paranoid because of her drug deals. And because of that, and also due to the drugs that she was personally taking, she became extremely paranoid of her own children and her own mother, my grandma. So she eventually started taking her anger out, and she would require my grandma to prove to her that she wasn't some kind of narc. And whether or not my grandma passed at the time, it didn't matter. My grandma wasn't going to narc. She was scared and didn't know what to do. But Susie would still, no matter what, beat up my grandma. Beat her own mother, and it was extremely hard hearing that my grandmother had to go through that against her own daughter. Eventually, Susie's problems got up to her when she tried to get her oldest child to help her with the drug deal, the preteen. Eventually, CPS and the cops found out her problems got up to her. And overall, I was put into the middle of this because as soon as Susie, my aunt, went to jail, my grandmother, step-grandfather, and myself had to try to find the three kids a stable home at that point. And for whatever reason, I was kind of at the epicenter of this. CPS was asking me for a lot of advice of who could potentially take them in. Eventually, with brainstorming with the oldest child and my grandparents, we were able to find a loving couple that was a middle school teacher to the oldest one. Really huge problem solved. It was hard at the time because during that process, I was seriously considering adopting all three of my cousins, and it was extremely heart-wrenching to not be able to help them and come in to my life It was very hard just kind of letting them out into the unknown when they'd already experienced so much trauma 
letting them go off into some stranger's life when we barely even knew them. Sure, they were a teacher, but how much is that really worth nowadays? You would think a teacher would be trustworthy, but do we really know? Fortunately, this part of the story, there's a happy ending there. And these people were good people. And it was a successful transition. And they were able to find happiness and attend counseling. But in the moment, I was feeling so much dread and anxiety of whether or not I had made the right decision to let them go to where I couldn't personally oversee things. It was very difficult. Also during this time, again, we were trying to figure out what to do with my mother's condition. And all of this was just piling and piling up on me at the time. Between my family, my Aunt Susie, my grandmother, mother, and my cousins, it was all a little bit too much for me to handle. And this almost pushed me to one of the few breaking points in my life where the stress was extremely overwhelming and it didn't seem like there was a good option out. And as you know, eventually things did shape up. Things got better. But in those moments, my normal hobbies and routines just weren't cutting it. Normally, I would play all different types of video games. I have a very nice computer, and it's always been enjoyable to me since I was a kid. Started playing video games at four years old to release my stress and my worries through video games. However, that old song and dance wasn't cutting it anymore. The stress and the anxiety and the fear was growing to me and it was getting to me. And so eventually I would lash out in different ways. I would throw a fit and throw these temper tantrums where I would throw my mouse around and all these stupid things that are regretful and childish and stupid. And so I realized that I had a growing issue with anxiety and stress, depression, and anger. And so I knew I needed a new healthy way to relieve myself. And so I don't know what led me down the road, but eventually I think it was just watching YouTube and I saw videos of these guys just living their best lives, going outside and traveling the country and riding on the greatest trails that the country has to offer. And this was just so inspirational to me. This was a life that I wanted to try to live, or at least my version of that. My best version of that. I can't just live someone else's life because I'm not them. What's best for them is not best for me, even though it does sound very appealing. And so, first things first, if I want to go out there and ride the best trails in the world, gotta get that mountain bike though. And so, I do what I usually do when I'm attempting a new project. I delve into the research. I look at everything. How expensive it costs to buy a brand new bike. See if there's any leasing options. See if those leasing options are right for me. Which they weren't. Which is okay. And so, I continue research, researching if I want 27.5 tires, 29 tires. Do I want Fox or RockShox? And which type do I want? Do I want... A Reba, a Juddy, a Fox 34. There's all these so many good options. And 
Do I want a 30 millimeter stem, an 80 millimeter stem? So many cool and exciting things. And I got none of those. Absolutely none of those. Instead, what I did was I went down the financially frugal route and I went to my local bike co-op, my local nonprofit that just sells used bike parts and they help fix bikes too. And so I went there, bought my first mountain biking frame, a extra large frame that doesn't really even fit me to this day, Trek Gary Fisher aluminum, really cool frame for 2001. However, for 2016, pretty outdated, but it had all of the necessary functions of the frame that needed to be filled. Needed to have mechanical disc brakes. Needed to have the right size of headset so I could have a proper front shock. Overall, the frame allowed me adaptability and room to upgrade in the future, which was highly appreciative. And so I go down the same route with all my other parts, buy a little bit here, buy a little bit there, have a crappy wheel set, have a crappy drivetrain, and then I finally get the first somewhat nice thing of the build, my RockShox Reba fork. 100 millimeters of travel, whoa, 100 whole meters. <laughs> For a while we were just dealing with rigid, so this was at least a step up. And then, slowly over time, when I got out there and I finished my bike, I finally got to ride the bike. And immediately, I was so excited, even though I wasn't very good, it was so good just to be out there, to be experiencing nature, and to be exercising, feeling good, and gaining confidence and self-esteem because I liked what I was doing, I was proud of what I was doing, I saved up money, and I did it, even with only the spared little amounts of money that I had, I slowly saved up, I got my bike done, and I was proud of myself. And that was a big self-esteem boost for me. And same thing when I was getting out there riding. Whenever I went out and I tried something a little bit harder and a little bit harder, it would raise my self-esteem more and more. And sometimes when I fell down, yeah, I'd get knocked down a peg or two on the self-esteem. But you know what? I was happy I tried it. I was happy I tried the next big thing. During my rides, there was so much to think about. With my mom having cancer, Susie in jail, the kids in CPS. My grandma worried what's going to happen to the kids. There was a lot to consider, a lot on my plate. And so, whenever I was riding, it would give me this time to think. A lot of time to think sometimes. And because I'm concentrating on the trail, concentrating on what's in front of me, concentrating to make sure I'm not falling down all the time, concentrating to make sure I'm not going to break myself by the end of this ride, it would provide a necessary funnel to my thoughts. There'd only be so many thoughts that could come in and out of my head. And so, instead of having all these things piling on and being overwhelming all at the same time, I could filter them out and process them individually in a safe space that I enjoyed. And so I was able to slowly but surely process the mortality of my mother, the craziness and uncertainty of my aunt in trying to figure out how I can help my cousins with their personal trauma. It was a lot to take in, a lot to understand, and as I rode more and more, I was able to accept these problems, 
tried to find solutions, and if I couldn't find a solution, accept that that's okay too. And that sometimes life has a funny way of working things out. And that it's okay that I don't have all the answers because it's unfair to myself to think that I do have all the answers and to expect that of myself. The weight of the world shouldn't be on my shoulders, nor should the weight of the world be on your shoulders for your life's problems. As I got better with the mountain biking, I was able to get some of my closest friends and family interested in the sport too. And I would just rave and rave and rave about how amazing it is. And I would talk about the stoke. But even though the stoke is great, I think the best part about mountain biking is that clarity that it provides you. Those moments of solitude that your mind needs to work through your thoughts. So the next time you're struggling with your inner demons, your thoughts, and your problems, I challenge you to think about how you can help yourself. And from me to you, I'd recommend mountain biking. It's a wonderful process. You get in shape. You get that active meditation of viewing your thoughts through a necessary funnel. I really appreciate you guys listening. I think that kind of wraps up the story today. Maybe in the future, when we need kind of these solo ride episodes, maybe we can go into the story more. Because my mom and I's story hasn't been completely told yet for you guys. And I would like to talk about that more one day. But for now, I really appreciate you guys listening. If you want to hear more from us, we would really appreciate that. You can follow us on any podcast platform, yours of your choice. We are wherever podcasts are found. And you can also follow us on social media at release the ADV on Twitter. You also have a chance to win a $20 gift card if you send a screenshot of your release the adventure subscription to us on Twitter. Also, I would highly appreciate it, but consider sharing this with a friend for those of you who think can gain something out of our stories and our advice and our interviews. We'd really appreciate that. We're trying to grow this podcast to where we can potentially, maybe, if we're lucky, hit the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. If you guys are more into the photography side, Brad is in charge of our Instagram, and you can follow us on at ReleaseTheAdventure. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and it was great riding with you guys. Oh, 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 o